0: For the people who think we've been so lucky, like this guy's been earning $200 for 12 months, like... Driving the green limousine. Do you know how (laughs) embarrassing it was? At one stage, the muffler fell off
1: the back. (laughs) And all these people were like, surely that's not going (laughs) (laughs)
2: to happen. Hi legends, Dallas from To The Point Podcast. Today we sat down with Nathan and Jacob Pepper from What Is Art. We discussed all things food, a new product they launched to the market, and how being an elite athlete and a business owner in this day and age. We had a lot of fun, and we really hope you enjoyed the episode. Let's get to the point. Boys, To the point. you've got the same jumper on, you virtually look identical, and uh, this episode is called Meet the Peppers. So thank you for, uh, for coming on. Our pleasure, Dallas. Thank cool. you for having us. Pleasure to be here. Okay, so... Um, Obviously, I know your story. I know you guys quite well. Um, it's a it's an awesome story, and it's the reason why we're here today. Um, so, tell us what you guys are about.
0: Um, I'll start. Um, Thank you, Jacob. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, pretty much <clears throat> I play football. Yep. Um, and along, I guess, the, the lines of my career, I've also ventured into a couple of different businesses um, with my brother, Nathan, and... Um, so, exciting journey and hopefully only the start of it as well.
2: Yeah, awesome. Uh, Nath, I'll throw this one over to you. What's the, uh, what are you guys about? What do you deliver here to the beautiful town of Newcastle? So, we try to deliver
1: fresh, tasty, healthy food that's not uh, too slow to come out for people, especially around the lunchtime. Yep. We have uh, three different cafes at the moment, two in Newcastle, one in the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. Um, And we try to bring something new to the town um, with exotic kind of food that uh, nobody else around has been doing.
2: So you guys are not busy at all?
1: Nah, not busy (laughs) at all.
2: (laughs) Just just work around the clock. Yeah, Don't don't like doing things
1: in halves, do you? Nah. um, At the moment, it's been super busy as well with the nice weather lately. And actually, we uh, pushed through the coronavirus, stayed open. And I think that gained a lot of extra traction for us, Um, took the risk. Because many places closed, I feel like
2: we've gained customers, and we've been uh, more flat out than we ever, have ever been before. Well, that's a that's a nice success story. And I guess when you're taking something away, like people's privileges and the ability to just go out and have a sit down meal, I guess you take for granted, you know, what local businesses and small businesses do to the community and to the area, and what you guys provide. And when that's taken from you, I guess it's a, a real kick in the in the ass to you know. People with inside the Newcastle community and go hey I really appreciate what you guys deliver and I'm actually going to get out there and support you. Yeah and
1: we got a lot of that as well we had a lot of people saying thank you very much it was my one hour a day I'm allowed outside to exercise with a friend at least I felt a bit of normality by going to your cafe getting some food so it was nice to hear that um, we've taken the positive and ran with it.
0: I feel like Newcastle as a whole is is so good in that way as well like I haven't been back here for six years um, and I had to come back due to coronavirus. Um, yeah. And the support that I think the the Novocastrians give to the small businesses is is massive compared to yeah. other small little towns around Australia.
2: So it's it's pretty sick to see that. So when we're we're talking about the uh, three cafes that you guys do, uh, specifically from a health perspective, what do you guys serve and deliver? We are serving all them pen polyphenols and delphinidins, boy. <laughs> um, Have you been studying, Jacob?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I've got to know my stuff. Uh, um, no, nah, so one cafe uh, predominantly sells um, acai bowls, juices, um, stuff like that. Give it a shout out. WA store derby Street 113 to 125 Derby Street
1: 2 300
0: <laughs> um, and we we broke off um, another little chain of that WA store called WIA cafe in Sunshine Coast yep. when I moved up to Brisbane yep from there we um, we saw you know this big sort of craze of poke bowls um, originated in Hawaii so it's two and a half years ago, now we opened our third cafe um, called Lulu's Cafe here in Newcastle. You know a bit about that one, Dal? I reckon I'm putting <laughs> your kids through college. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, as you said, Jacob, you know you did open a store up on the Sunshine Coast. You did move away. Um, And also you haven't been back here for six years. So there is a reason behind that. So you're not just an entrepreneur or a business owner, nor do you study sports science. What else do you do in your spare time? I play um, professional football. Uh, I have been a professional
0: football player for 10 years. um, Started here in Newcastle. Was fortunate enough to sign for Western Sydney. um, Now when you
2: say football, is it the
0: the round kind? It's the round football, the real one. (laughs) The real football. You know the world the world game they call it Dallas. none of this NRL stuff you're into.
2: Hey don't hate don't hate We're all here to each other. Um, yeah so signed uh, obviously went through the jet system signed at West, West, the Western Sydney Wanderers yep. at what age? sorry uh, I was
0: 22 at that stage. I yep. uh, spent one season there and spent four and a half years up at Brisbane. Um, recently just signed a contract in Indonesia. Played two games, found myself back into Newcastle until <laughs> obviously kick starts again. It's supposed to kick off in first of October, so yep. back on Tuesday my flight out. As long as I can um, get into Indonesia with all this stuff going on.
2: Now you've you boys have opened three cafes, um, obviously bought a product to the market. We'll get into that a bit later. How are you juggling three businesses, bricks and mortar with Starve, and being a professional athlete at the same time, plus studying? It's hard. Um, don't get me wrong. But I think that's just who
0: I am. Um, I'm a very determined character, ambitious, and I want the best for, for me, Nathan, the business, my career. Um, there's a lot of hours that go into it. But I think that's just the way the way I am the way I was built. I'm, I'm always hustling.
2: And ladies, he's beautiful in the eye as well. <laughs> yeah. And I'm pretty sure so he's older brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, obviously it's uh, a pretty uh, a pretty heavy workload um, for obviously for both you boys. I know what you both do. Um, so professional athlete, you're working tirelessly around the clock to to deliver something awesome to these these destinations. How did this start? Like, how did how did the journey of opening a business, because most people, when they've made it into a professional league, especially with inside football, uh, you, you, your life's pretty peachy, right? Like, well, from the outside looking in, you'd be going, Jacob's flying. He's on heaps of money, goes out and plays on the TV every week. Um, mate, why would you want to start a business, and especially a business that has a lot of moving parts to it?
0: I think predominantly back in, in my mind, I'm, I'm a very unique, one of the one of the unique people that play sport that see it as a short sighted thing. Uh, a lot of people see, oh, I'm I'm a professional athlete. I'm going to make tons of money, and you know it's going to set me up for the rest of my life. But ultimately, it's it's definitely not like that. And you can look at the statistics in the NFL, NRL. Everyone who
2: plays, majority of them go broke within ten years after playing. Well, mate, I would just done my um, my accreditation with the NRL. And even just the tiering system of, of how you sit in the NRL as a player, uh, the difference between being a top 30 player and a train-on player is it's, it's crazy. So it's like, if you guys didn't have this, like, what what would you be doing? What would your teammates who don't have what you have, what would they be doing now? Exactly, sitting sitting down on the couch and just hoping that
0: everything goes back to normal as soon as possible. And that's the scary thing is the majority of players out there are probably doing that exact thing.
2: Yeah, now when you're um, you you're, you're playing football and you've come up with a concept for a for a business was was there a concept already there was it some guidance from someone within inside your your playing group was it was it you know a discussion between Nathan and yourself or how did how did this all start
0: Well I will give a little spin off at the start but it originally started with actually a a clothing label um that i i created when i was 18 um and it's just evolved into a cafe since but um ultimately created a clothing label started selling all these threads at the markets and and at at the start it was profitable um it was doing really well um so that's when nathan came back from traveling and we sat down and he obviously finished his his tiling degree and didn't know what to do and we had the discussion of all right well let's Let's take it up a notch and see if we can find a retail space and go in there and start selling threads and coffee. Um, I've always had a passion about coffee. Yeah. I love coffee. So the idea at the start was threads and good coffee um and it
1: sounded super simple like yeah go in something like 100 <laughs> t-shirts a week that's like seven grand a week we'll
2: be cruising
1: and we, we learned the harsh reality real quick that it takes a lot more
2: so first first store was in in newcastle in, Street, in yeah. Street, yeah yep, yep, and
1: yep. it was in the back of a rundown car park where it still is now um the rent was cheap the surroundings were terrible Uh, the previous three to four um, tenants had never lasted more than six months even the real estate said careful what you do here boys six six years later it is now look at me now Um, I think that's
0: that's the funny thing about our story is when we we walked through with the real estate and and everyone was saying you know what are you going to do in there and we're like oh we're going to sell t-shirts and we're like they just laughed and said, Good luck, you'll never ever make it in that space. And that's I think the type of characters me, and Nathan, I is will be like, Yeah, okay, well, right, we'll see
2: about that. Yeah, hold my beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um at this stage when you've opened up Derby Street, where are you? You where are you situated? You're at the Wanderers still?
0: I'm in Jets. I'm in Newcastle
2: Jets. You're yep. at the Jets. Yep. Okay, cool. So yep. you your boys are on the ground together, you've opened up. Yep. Um
1: It was about six months into it you moved to Sydney I'm pretty sure yeah yeah
2: um,
1: and then it was just like a simple setup couple of clothes t-shirts on the rack and then we put a coffee machine at the front with a roller door um, and we used to do coffee to 10 to 20 people a day
2: now Nath were you still tiling full-time at this stage
1: no that's the thing I um I wrapped up everything to go into this um we kind of just went all in so then when it was that's the risk it took and um, with Jacob training a lot we kind of needed someone there to run it all the time and that was going to be my job. Yep. Yep. So, my like like everything we have learned through business has all been self-taught. So I had to teach myself how to make coffee. We went to one little lesson one day and then come back and we're like, "All right, that'll do. Let's rip into that." So, Tyler turned into barista. Tyler turned into barista.
2: <laughs> 100% got to get that milk right. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay, so we've we've opened up the store we're we we're, we're on. We're selling seven grands worth of t-shirts a, a, a week. We're, we're, we're gonna be we're gonna be flying. I'm gonna be you know. Nate's gonna be men in the men in the, the the fort. I'm gonna be down in Sydney playing football. Um, what was the reality two, three months later? I was about to say then reality kind of kicked us in the dick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, the reality a few months later was we learnt the hard way that it's not like that. You'd have your super ups super downs, but it really wasn't going too well um, considering the the outgoings and how we planned it to go. And then probably about six months into it, we did a massive shipment, um, a big order from overseas in Bangladesh, and we invested everything we had saved, all the money we had gained into this order, Um, and this was going to be our big summer break, like this is the one that's going to make it, and that money got stolen from us, so... (laughs) That was about 15 to 20 grand. And then we're at another turning point where we're like, <laughs> what do we do here? So, and then Jacob come up with an idea.
0: Yeah, so at this time I was in Brisbane and obviously Brisbane.
2: So how, how long How long? Had, had what is art been open for as a closed store by this stage? It
1: was probably about one year. Mm.
2: Mate, the Wanderers didn't lo- want you for long. Did they? One year. <laughs> one Thanks, year. guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was one year. So that
0: would have been just after the one year mark. Um, initially, when I first moved to to sunny Queensland, um, I'm, I'm a big cafe fan, so I was, I was going to all these cafes and I and I saw these purple bowls um, called acai, and you know I, I thought you know I haven't seen that down south anywhere at this time. This is going back probably eight years ago, and I said to Nathan, you know what? Let's um let's investigate this, see what it is, because you know, they're selling like hotcakes up, up here in, in the sunny weather and you know, something like that in Newcastle would, would go off, especially being so close to the beach. So I um again we had a discussion and we, we did some renovations in the in the
2: cafe, um turned it into Let's a, go back a bit. You guys are you guys are already fully in the hole by the Oh, stage. oh, oh hole, we're in right? yeah. the hole. This like, is double down this or is nothing. double down <laughs> or
1: we're declaring bankruptcy. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of decision and The people we are, we said, yeah, let's do it. Got money somehow. I don't even know how we got money. And then turned the roller door into what you'd call the least effective cafe possible. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, decided to start these bowls. And I still remember the the day before we were going to sell the bowls, I went in there and I was like, I I better learn how to make a few of these things and started blending away. I was like, oh, this looks pretty good. Next day opened up and thought, oh, hopefully two, three people come. About 60 to 80 people come the next day. I was the only one there. I was running around like sweating bullets just going, what have I got myself into? And from that day on, it has just gotten busier and busier and busier all out of like just taking that risk. So
2: now, I- now, I'm, I'm going to jump in here and say I worked for – this is how I met the boys originally or how I met Nate, is I worked for the SI company that you guys use and I, I remember just, I remember the first time looking at my customer list mm-hmm. and going, "What is this? W, why What is this thing in Newcastle that is my number one customer? Oh well, you were you were second to the Frutologist, yeah. And you got to think about Bondi Road versus you know the arse end of Derby, <laughs> like yeah. you." I was like wow and obviously when I got when I my first time I came up and and introduced myself to you guys and obviously you're pretty well established at at that point it was um, it was flying I was just amazed you know you you guys had the deck at the front so it looked you know really cool Mm -hmm. there's Jacko there peeling bananas and you know Bree made me a coffee I think I had an espresso bowl and it was dead set I was just like these guys have got something super special
0: let me ask you this question did you like the acai? I loved it. And I think that's where and why we're so successful is we do acai, a very simple product, but we do it well. Like you can go down
2: to any cafe and get acai, but. Mate, I'm a connoisseur of it. I've been to Brazil. Like I've I've, I've eaten acai for, for a long time. Um, uh, you know, I, I used to get an acai bowl from, from the fruitologist, from Danny, mm. um, you know, for, you know, a good part of you know eight ten years, you know what I mean. Like yeah. from day dot when he was doing it, and I used to get smoothies there, and it um and that was the the main thing. And then it, it got to the point where I, you know I, I actually built a real good relationship with you guys. So I'd come up to Newcastle every four weeks from Sydney and, and they'd just looked at me like, this guy's here again. <laughs> <laughs> What's he driving all the way here for? Mm. And it was because that espresso bowl was so good. <laughs> <laughs> I think I used to just drive up to get one. <laughs> like you said before with uh,
1: Bree and Jackson and stuff being there, I think it has a very family feel in there. Obviously, Bree has been super good to us over the years. And Who is Bree? Bree's our sister, so yeah. she's a massive part of why the cafes are so successful. She was awesome to have there, cared about it like it was her own. And then people like Jackson friends, like majority of the people we've had over the years have been friends or friends of friends. And I think that shows in the vibe that comes out of the place. Yeah,
2: yeah I I a hundred percent agree. It was a, a very, as I said, you know, I, I, would come in there and it was a special, special vibe and a special feeling, um, and you know, people would come from Newcastle. You know, living here now, I, I realised how far people would actually come to get their morning coffee to mm. not divert than to go to work. Yeah, and it, and it was it was always you know a line up up the road, and and it was it was you know good service, good vibe with an awesome quality product, mm. um, always. Mm. Yeah, um, and that's that's a that's a, I guess a, a real success. And then you you look at that and you go well. You're in Brisbane, you've got a second cafe doing a similar thing. Yeah. You've got this thing humming. Why would you open up a third? <laughs> well, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes we
1: ask <laughs> the same
0: thing. Do you, know, do you know the funny story, Dallas, is with that is... Um, Obviously, it it, it works. Me and Nathan works in terms of business. Like people just be asking, you know, who owns WAS or who owns Lulu's? And I'll say, you know, me and my brother. And they're like, what do you mean? You're with your brother in business? Oh, yeah, of course. And they're like, don't you have any trouble? None at all. We don't really have any trouble. But it's helped that obviously I'm away and doing the stuff in the background. He's there full time in the cafe, good customer service, making sure everything on the ground is running smoothly. But um, it's funny where you say, why would we open a second or third? Is I remember actually calling Nathan because I was in Bar, um going to the beach on my day off. And <laughs> I said, look, there's this there's this little space I see for, for rent here. What do you reckon about putting another, you know, sidebar place here? And he was like, come on, man, like, you think it'll work? Like, what do you mean, another one? And I think that's where it, I don't know, just click, like, I kind of, Bully him into it, <laughs> maybe oh, uh, nice. the little brother. That bullies. It, you know, and he's got his plate full. But every every time we've done it, we've managed to work. Um, we've made it work. So um, yeah,
1: we used to think like, is this going to work? But now it's just like, how are we going to make this work? Like yeah. everything we've put our mind to, we've been able to do.
2: So it's now not a question. It's just like, how do we get this done? Let's get it done. And and I and i like. That comes down to, and, and I 100% believe in this because we've, we've spoken a lot about your football career mm. and your athletic abilities. You're no slouch either, Nath. And <laughs> Back you, in the day. You, you, well, you still are, mate. Like you, you are a natural athlete and you do have that mindset. You both have that hard work, you know, driving um, mindset to make sure that if there's a task at hand, it's exactly that. It's well. How do we? How so do I'm we? Done. How do we figure this out? Yeah. It's not. Oh crap! We've got a problem in front of us. Yeah. Um, and I've watched that firsthand because you know it's not just you guys opened up three stores. You got to staff that store. You have mm. got to have supplies. You 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 guys do fresh stuff. So you you got to make sure obviously the, the produce is ready there for the next day because it's all all fresh to order. Yeah. Um, and you know going back to the why would you open up a third one. Mm. Now you're not talking about frozen bananas and whatever else. Now you're talking pokey. You're talking salmon. You're sashimi, talking a very, salmon. very, very, very expensive commodity. Yeah, with a, of, with a lot of side dishes to go with it as well. So, so what was the inspiration for Lulu's? I, I'm so happy you did it because, as, as we know, I'm, I'm putting your kids through college. Yep. Um, I'm happy you did it. What was the inspiration? I think the
0: inspiration was we're always looking for, for something new. Um, something unique, something that people have never tried before, um, and we sort of investigating. We sort of investigated the the pokey and saw overseas it was pretty big, um, especially in Bali. Yeah, in Bali, um, and here in Newcastle again, nothing. You know, the closest thing to pokey was your sushi trains, and we sort of had the the imagination that pokey would be the next sushi, and it. it I believe it, it slowly is becoming that.
2: Yeah, no, I, I like coming from coming from Sydney uh, and spending a lot of time in California. I really, really see Newcastle as like the Orange County to Sydney. Do you know mm. what I mean? It's two hours, two hours up the highway, but in terms of how Newcastle's developing, mm. it's it's really like an OC. It really, really is. It reminds me so much of the OC, and I think you guys have just you know providing providing a, a product and you and the, and you're you're before the bell curve you know what I mean so in terms of the adaption rate it it's kind of like it was slower but you were the first to market yeah and it's like that's why you guys obviously you know have success yeah to go with that that drive and determination as well yeah um, Nathan I want to touch on you for a bit here because um, uh, again I don't want to sound like a know-it-all, but I see what you do on a day-to-day basis like I see I see you in your times where you're Throwing head kicks at your staff and jumping around and singing, and then, I also, and then I also see you when you know it's it's, it's very hard to even make a good time. <laughs> Um It's a roller coaster. What's it like being on the ground, managing so many different personalities, different people's rosters, supp- supplies? There's there's a lot that goes into that. Like, how do you go to bed at night, going, have I done everything and have I checked every box? He's got
0: twenty six children. That's yeah. what it's like.
2: Sometimes I, I go to bed, I, I wake
1: up at 2am and go, oh, no, nah, fruit. So I wake up, roll over, get my phone <laughs> off charge and do it. So I, I honestly don't know if my mind does go to bed, but I'm super nice and I don't like confrontation. So me trying to manage all the rosters, is it's hard because I try to please everybody, which slowly I'm learning that can't happen. Yep. But um, I try to do it as best as I can. But yeah, it's a lot because with uni, uni and plans and girls love to go to the beach and all these kind of stuff trying to do rosters for 20-something people is very hard.
2: And I guess that's where someone so um, so stable and, and, and like a, a I guess a, a spin-off of yourself with Bree has been so important to the success of, of the latter parts of Lulu's and, and especially we are as well. Exactly. Because when we went to Lulu's um, without Bree, it probably wouldn't have been
1: possible because we could be down there knowing WA is running super smoothly because she's there, so... Um, we're noticing not having her there, but that's what created us. We shout should. out shout out to, shout Brie to <laughs> Yeah, Pepper. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be
1: hating getting called Berg's on here. <laughs> that's but
0: her old nickname. At the same time, um, I think that's where, you know, we were talking about that environment when you walk in WA store it feels like a family. I think part and parcel of that is credit to Nathan because, you know, he, he does give, you know, all the girls or all the people that work for us the shifts they want and ultimately that affects their mood at work. You know, they're walking in here going, oh yeah, you know, I love this job. I want to work for him because, you know, he's done all this extra stuff that really he didn't have to do for me. You know, he could have been 100%. like, I'm going to yeah. put you on seven days a week and they would walk into the cafe absolutely slouched with the worst customer service ever. Yeah. But I think because, you know, he treats the staff like family, that's where it rubs off on the customers and ultimately leads to our success.
2: Listen to that, people. If you want good from your staff, you've got to treat them good as well. <laughs> well, that's exactly right.
1: Like, without them, you're nothing. Yep. So, I, I, I try to treat them with the utmost respect. Well, they're your frontline soldiers, that's right? That's exactly right. Yeah. And they're all, like, I appreciate everything they all do for us. So,
2: without them, there, there would be no shops. And just to touch on Nathan's sensitivity, if you don't reply to him with a text message within 10 minutes, he'll call you asking if something's <laughs> all right. <laughs> Once again, I don't like confrontation. No, you're a beautiful person. Um, all right, so, so we've got to Lulu's now. Jacob, you're still on the Sunshine Coast. We've got three businesses, um, you know, operating at the moment. Uh, start of the 2020 season, you're still at the Brisbane Raw. And you get a, a, a contract on, on your, come through, like how, how did we end up in Indonesia?
0: Yeah, it was actually a bit of a crazy time. I, I've always had, um, I guess, ambition to play in Asia, uh, football. Um, plenty of opportunities have come up, but it just wasn't the right time. Uh, a contract come up, um, I had 24 hours to sign, get on a plane, be over there. So, you know, with all the businesses running smoothly, I, saw it, I thought, you know, this is probably the perfect time.
2: That negotiator didn't have the sensitivity of Nathan, did they? <laughs> no. <laughs> he left me his
0: car and all of his belongings from his
1: apartment in a car park in Brisbane <laughs> in the middle of corona season I had to fly up and get it.
0: So You within, guys do work, work well. Within 24 hours, I was on a flight in Indonesia, signed, sealed, delivered, um, and that's how it happened. That uh, was me being the spontaneous person I am.
2: Yeah. Give, give us, like, in terms of comparison, because you, you're playing in the A-League, uh, you know, as I said, you, you're playing on Fox, you know, every Friday or Saturday or something, we used to watch you, obviously, um, and, you know, you've gone from a, a pretty, I guess, prestigious league, um, you know, we've had guys like, you know, Del Piero finish up over over here in the A-League, what was the difference in playing in Australia, obviously you only got a couple of games over there, but what was the, the difference like as a professional athlete going from Australia over to Indonesia?
0: Well, Australia, I think, has got a very good league. Everything is so proper, you know, your physios, doctors, everything. And then I'd get on a plane, go to Indonesia, where obviously it's, it's nearly a third world country, isn't it? Yep. Um, in terms of medical, you know, the team set up, business, how they operate. Um, so that was a massive change. Uh, obviously, the language was a massive change, but. Again, I think it was just. That what, what about the payment? Was that a bit of a different change? <laughs> the payment's always good in Asia, <laughs> of course. Yep, uh, definitely an incentive. Um, Goes a long way too over there. Yeah, exactly right. It's it's very cheap, but I guess, like we said, that's just the person I am. I wanted to do it, um, so I had to do it, yep. um, and I had to jump ship and and go try it. Yep.
2: Now this is the, a part that. I really, really want people to understand your mindset. Mm-hmm. Corona hits. You've got, again, a very limited time to make the decision to either stay in Indonesia or come home. You make the decision to come home. Continue.
0: <laughs> I made the decision to come home. I was going to stay over there because initially I, I, I personally, my belief was it wasn't going to be this bad. Um I spoke to the consulate, the Australian consulate in Indonesia who said pretty much get on that plane, that next plane home. This is going to be bad. So, you know, after discussions with, with Nathan and the family, I, I decided to come back and, and focus all my energy on the businesses. And I haven't had that opportunity to, to do this, you know, within the last six month, uh, six years. Um, well, I know Nathan was fist pumping. <laughs> he was like, yes, half the workload, <laughs> yes. Um, but Four it, more days of freedom, maybe. <laughs> but it's been... It's been really good, and to be fair, I've
2: been back here five, six months, and it's gone I want to take it back another step. You get off the plane in, in Sydney, Australia. Where do you end up? In quarantine. Okay. What happens in quarantine? We just work out. <laughs> <laughs> Please explain to these people what you were doing in your hotel room for 12 days. I was. Oh, oh. My highlight of
0: the day was, was exercising, so... You know, every day I'd I'd get the watch on, I'd get the, the speak the speakers in my ears, and I'd just run door to the to the window and back. What was that shuttle? How long? Yeah, I think I did five k's one day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this guy's a savage. People,
0: <laughs> there'd be so many
2: turns. in that 5K. a K, what was it five seven meter? What how, how What oh, do you reckon the distance
0: it's was? It's got to be five or six meters. But the and funny you did five K. I've got a photo in my phone where I took the photo of the, the ends of the carpet to the door and honestly it was all shredded. So <laughs> the cleaner that went in there is <laughs> gonna have to put through like a maintenance report to get that carpet ripped up and redone because like it was gone. It was like brand new carpet, but it's like it's like, I don't even, a dog's been scraping at it for like a day. That's just from all the turning. Now,
2: mate, how you don't get some sort of- uh, Hip dysplasia. <laughs> that, but you, you're sponsored by Mizuno, right? That's right. Sh- surely they should have done something with that. <laughs> hey, that's, their shoes work. They're ripping up carpet. <laughs> what about the traction that you're giving off? The absorption. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I just wanted to highlight that because Nathan and I would, would watch your stories and- I was like, I know he would probably be the exact same as that. I would have put on twenty kilos, but it was just that's the the mindset that you guys have and why you're so successful. Because it's like you've been put in a shit situation. Good, I'm going to make the best out of it. Yeah, and and that's you know what you guys always seem to do. Um, so we're we're we finished quarantine. Uh, the hotel room's getting recarpeted. <laughs> you're back in Newcastle, and you boys are finally back together. On ground to, to to take take the ship pretty what, well for the first time ever. What's that feel like for you, Nate? Because obviously you've been you've been running this pretty solo. Obviously you speak to, to Jacob a lot on the phone, but what was it like to physically have him here for you and to have that support? Oh, it's been awesome. That's why I think um, the last six months,
1: all businesses have gone ahead leaps and bounds because of having both of us there, like pinging off each other. Like before, it'd be I'd call him with an idea, he might be a train and reply a few hours later. But here it's just like, bang, let's do that, let's do that, let's do that. And he doesn't stop. So the last six months have been a blessing in disguise for us business-wise. Yeah.
2: And do you think – obviously, you know, we did talk about the community appreciating, you know, what they lost and now what they have. But do you, 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 you that trajectory that you guys have gone in terms of going up, that's definitely from having both you guys on ground and making sure like – because you, you, I've seen you guys train. I've seen what you guys do together, and it is. It's, it's a non-stop affair, and I, I, I believe that's something special. So, obviously, Jacob, you're going back to Indonesia to play. Mm-hmm. Nate? are you scared to lose your wingman? Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. Like, I'd love to have him here all the
1: time, um, but obviously he's got to do what he's got to do. I love to watch him play football as well, so yeah, I'm happy to man it. I just yeah. got to get them staff. In the line, and we'll be all good. <laughs>
2: well, I guess you guys have set a pretty solid platform now. So I guess it's it's just making sure that you stay on that trajectory, right? That's exactly right. Yeah, and um, something I want to to obviously save to this point because I, I think it's something really really special. Um, obviously, we've you know talked about the purple bowls and, and acai. Um Not only have you guys done three businesses, um, you've actually launched a product to the market that you do sell at your cafes that competes with the, the purple bowls. So you've created your own purple bowls as well. Yep. So you hate sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Give it a plug and let's go down the rabbit hole because I love this.
0: So one year ago, actually, last week, it was. Um, we, we put in our first venue, MyFruitologist, thanks to actually your contacts, Dallas, Yep. Um, Thanks to Danny at
1: Myfruittologist. Thank you, Danny. Yeah, Danny. But
0: so, the the product is is called Mapuche Makaya. The idea come from obviously we've been in this acai game for for now five years, seeing how much volume we're doing with acai. Um, is there anything else on the market similar, um, or better yet, is there anything that's healthier or better than the acai berry? So you know, we got the computer out and we started searching and. We found this Macchiberry, berry, which many people would not have heard of. The Macchiberry. berry.
2: What's its origin? Is it is it from Brazil as from well? Chile. Chile, oh Chile. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, so yeah. from
0: the Patagonian regions in the Ch- in Chile, um, and we started trying to find, I guess, distribute or get our hands on some sort of sample, which took us, you know, three to four, a good three to four months. It was pretty hard to get it to Australia
1: because we'd seen freeze dried powders, so people had been adding it to smoothies and stuff, but no one had actually used like the pulp like acai like how acai comes so we're like i wonder if you could turn this into a smoothie
2: bowl so, so you savages uh, not sleeping three cafes professional athlete covid or pre-covid and you've designed a product to compete with acai that has stood on its own for such a long period of time it's that's insane this is our baby.
1: Mm, this is the this is the baby. This is the one. And I'll give you the red hot tip. It tastes sensational. <laughs> yeah, and the health benefits don't lie, which helps because as a selling point, we will go in two places and we'll just state pure facts. Yeah. Um, there's more antioxidants. There's zero refined sugar. Completely yep. dairy dairy free, and it tastes like you said, unbelievable. Yeah. So that in a selling point sold itself, and then once people tried it, like majority of people were like, "Wow, that's." That's good.
2: Like, I want to give this a try. So, so what's the um? Uh, so how? So you, you're a year in. How long have you had it in um in WIA for competing against the side? Or, or you
0: know, we've we've just had it one year yeah, um one year. in in WIA store, and I think, you know, we've let it grow organically. because
2: um, I was going to say, like, you've got you guys have a, a cult following here, yeah. in Newcastle. What's kind of the conversion rate being? To people now adapting to uh, Mackie, it's actually really good. The the hardest thing is to convince
0: people to try Mackie, a product they've never heard of, never seen, don't know what it is, compared to acai, something that they eat pretty much daily. Um, That's been the hardest part. But you know, the people who I guess take the leap of faith and try the product, they're hundred percent getting Mackie the next time around. And that's all the
1: staff too like Jacob said we let it grow organically never pushed it had it there on the menu as a side option slowly people started trying it and I reckon at least 90% of people that have gone that way don't go back to the acai even all the staff members are like I won't eat acai again Mackie's
2: the way to go and in terms of like uh, your profit margins so obviously you look at you know what you're doing with acai, you guys are flying. Yeah. You add an, another product to the menu, another option. Yeah. Have you found that profitability has gone up having the additional uh, the additional product? For sure. And that's where we come to a bit of a
0: halt where we, we had a decision to make, um, should we develop this Mackie product or should we go to Brazil, source our own acai and rebrand our, our own acai and obviously reduce the cost of the acai that we're selling you know, buckets
2: load in in store. Um, now I, I want to know where you get in time because, Nate, you're about to you're about to become a dad. And we're going to go down that that part, but it's like, where do you guys have time to do this? you <laughs> just started your own Mackey. Now you're going well. You know, why don't we just have all the pie?
0: <laughs> Learn to work in your sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's my next one. The course. How
2: how how far are you into developing your own own side? Well, we've got. We've got a link, we've got samples
0: coming within the next month from, from Brazil. Awesome. Um, but again, it's, it's just something that we wanna do with our business. We wanna try and reduce them, their margins as little as possible to make as much as possible. The food business, you know, the restaurant industry, I think in terms of the average, you know, these small restaurants are only getting 10% profit a year. If you can reduce the cost wherever you can, um, obviously it's, it's gonna be a benefit.
2: Now is that the plan for the for the next twelve months? Obviously, if we can you know, get your own SI and then have the Mackie, and you guys are, are making larger margins across, you know, basically what you're already doing now and reducing costs, um, that's kind of the the focus for the next twelve months. And I think that's where
0: our business as a whole can grow in terms of reducing the cost and and getting sort of getting it churning as. Big as a profit margin as possible.
2: Now, um, how, now, how do you how do you navigate? Obviously, you know, preparing a forecast with COVID and not being able to travel, not being able to get to Brazil, or maybe not being able to get stock over here. What, what's kind of the, the plan in place for? Okay, you know, if you know, we're forecasting to March, or we're forecasting to this time next year for COVID. How are you guys a- adapting to putting a COVID um, a COVID play into place?
0: I think that's where we're sort of lucky. With the Mackie, we've already, I guess, have the hookups in terms of storage, and we can store a lot on hand. Now we've got the Mackie in Melbourne, Brisbane, Sydney, Newcastle.
2: Um, we oh, could- so so uh, so. Besides the fruitology, you guys have got other stockers as well now.
1: Yeah, we have about fifteen different ones around. Like Jacob said, will have a loan, <laughs> <laughs> all, all, all spread around. Danny's our biggest. Customer, I'd say. Although some others are growing, we've even just inside Newcastle and Nelson's Bay. There's us uh, at WA store, Lulu's, the Barn in Adamstown, Home Interior, wow. Nelson's Bay. We have one Beach Bums in Foster, Little Shack, Port Macquarie, and then we have a few in Queensland, a few in Melbourne. So,
2: mate, that's absolute savage. It's mm. it's super cool to, to to see that, and um, you know, like from from the outside looking in you know, as, as operators. It's pretty um it's pretty inspirational for someone like me to 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 have you guys in my life and to watch and feed off you guys because it is at the end of the day there's nothing that really separates anyone it just comes down to the attitude yeah. and the drive to wanting to you know achieve what your goal is yeah. and I think it's something you boys just tick off every single day and you do it in a, a very humble you know silent type of way which I guess magnitudes it even more from, from someone like my perspective looking into it. Um, and if you haven't tried Mackey yet, get on to – what do we need to get on to, Jacob? How do, how do people find Mackey?
0: Um, so we've got all our stockers on our website, Yep. Um, like Nathan said, we've got over 15, 16 cafes, hopefully double that this summer. Yep. And, um, you know, whether you're in Melbourne – Queensland
2: Newcastle there'll, there'll be a stockers hopefully close by awesome and Nathan I want to say congratulations you're going to be a, a dad this year I am Tess' is
1: halfway shout out to Tess yeah. another person behind the scenes that without her I wouldn't be here as well because as we talked at at the start there's no real um, there wasn't really much money coming in when we first opened so she was there to support me having a well-paid job. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her as well. So, mate, right, she'll be kicking back and relaxing with uh, with a little baby pepper. Yeah, definitely.
0: For the people who think, I guess, our story is just calm and we've been so lucky. Um, the guy sitting beside me while I was away playing soccer, earning a, a good salary, he was on two hundred dollars a week for for twelve months. So, yep. in reality, it's our story is not just yeah we've been lucky. Like this guy's been. Earning $200 for 12 months Like driving the green limousine That's what I was going to say Like (laughs) do you know how embarrassing it was To have like
1: a shop pumping full of like good looking girls All all your mates and stuff And I had to sell my car to get some sort of money in the bank I used to have a nice car To get some money in the bank and keep the dream alive Had to buy a 1996 dark green Olympic classic Ford Falcon and then at one stage the muffler fell off the back. So I used to I used to pull into the car park out the front of the of the cafe when I had to run and get milk or groceries and all these people were like surely that's not going.
0: <laughs> and I was just like oh I have my head down it was just like oh no. Oh. But I think that's where most people would would throw the towel in after that. You yep. can only everyone knows you can only go so long earning such a small wage. Yeah. Um but you know I think that's where The dedication of both our our trades come into play
2: and and have made our story a successful one. And it's also like you know you mentioned Tess, you've mentioned Brie, obviously you know your your family as well, Um, your friends, the support network. Uh, Not only is it you know you're dry like you know I I've moved here three years ago, so uh, you know I'm quite new to it all. But you watch the environment that you guys have, the people around you. Um, and then you obviously add that that drive and that that you know that will to win um, that 's what the beautiful mix is, and I think that's that is a, a misconception for people who are sitting there that are going to do something that mm-hmm. don't do anything and go, "Oh, their lives are amazing you know they 're doing this and doing this and doing this." But it is it is that sacrifice, having to sell you a nice car, driving a shit car, um, you know, having your... Having your partner pay for rent when you're meant to be the one providing. The, the breadwinner, yeah, yeah, exactly. And not only that, Tess is actually from... She's Swedish, she's yeah. from Sweden. She moved here for you, right? Exactly right. Yeah. And yeah. I put her straight into work.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, going back to that before too, I'd like to give another shout out to like all of our good friends. You know them all, they're all your friends as well. Uh, through the early times, they used to come in and buy clothes that they didn't even need and coffees just to keep our dream alive so
2: also without them I wouldn't be here so yeah it's it is it's, it is a very very beautiful um community and 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 thing that you guys have and you have built and that's just a testament to your character and who you guys are and uh I feel very very privileged to be you know a part of that story and and be you know friends with you guys and call you guys very good friends uh, and I'm so happy that I got to actually do this before Jacob actually jets it to <laughs> <laughs> Um All right, boys. Well, look, thank you very much for your time. Um, give us uh, give us all the details. Give us the Instagrams. Give us uh, wh- wh- what do people need to go to?
0: I want everyone to get into WA Store and try the Mackey Berry soft. Yep.
1: Yep. yep. and Lulu's as well. Menu at the moment. You like a wrap? Love a wrap. Uh, good rap. food. Just, yeah, get around it there. We're all on Instagram, Facebook. So you won't, not saying it just because it's ours, but you won't get a better lunch
2: in And <laughs> new menu coming soon. Yeah. Spring yeah. menu coming soon. Oh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Boys, again, absolute pleasure. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Dallas. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thank you, Legends. We get to the point. Thank you for listening, Legends. Make sure you like and subscribe on all your podcasting platforms. And head over to Instagram and check us out at To the Point underscore podcast. To the point. To the point.